Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. Hello from the social distancing quarantine. Um, Our last episode, we kind of jokingly said, oh, if we get quarantined for like two months, maybe we'll watch all 15 seasons of Supernatural. And I think the day we recorded that, it was like a week later (laughs) that it kind of spiraled. So we recorded that, I think around the time both of our states had their first cases. mm -hmm. And then like a week later, both of our states shut down. (laughs) Yeah. So we joked about it and then um, it became real. Yeah. And then here we are. (laughs) But I guess... I mean, at least it, this might sound awful, but at least it doesn't affect our podcast because we've always recorded from different yeah. places. <laughs> no, I mean, that that is true, though. I'm glad it doesn't affect some of, well, it's a, a form of connection for you and me, but just thinking about podcasts I listen to and shows and certain things like that, like, I'm glad it didn't affect <coughs> certain pieces of entertainment that help bring people together and hopefully make your day a little brighter while you're stuck at home or... You know, that kind of thing. Because the world is quite strange right now. I think as of today, the U.S. crossed the half a million mark in terms of cases. So that is that is something. So we are not going to talk about coronavirus. No. On the podcast. (laughs) This is our little space to not think about it. (laughs) Yes. But I did want to mention where we are because it is kind of just like... It's a moment in time, really. It really is. Yeah. Um, and it does give context to what some of our nerd news updates are today. This normally would be when we do a full nerd news episode, but given the current pandemic, a lot of things are on hold. Things aren't moving forward. New things aren't happening. Um, we probably could have made a whole episode to talk about Tiger King, but I, <laughs> I feel like everybody's already talked about Tiger King. Um that was a wild show to watch anyway. Yes. So I watched it probably, what week was that? Maybe the second week of working from home and being mostly at home all the time mm-hmm. when I was kind of not in a normal headspace. And that made it even, I don't know. It was just like being in a different planet. Yeah. And it, it, it really was. And it also was, I mean, I still stand by it was a fascinating experience through the whole thing, but I had seen some of the memes and stuff before I watched it. And the first couple episodes are, you know, very memeable, funny things. And then you get to the second half of it and it was like... It gets so dark. (laughs) Yeah, it got really, really dark. Um, Apparently there might be another episode or two coming out. I guess we'll see. I saw those, but I will say I'm only interested if the documentary producers are involved. And it's not just... What's his name? Jay Lewis? Because he's the one that oh, announced it. Jeff? So I'm like, Jeff, yes. Yeah. If it's just Jeff Lewis making episodes, like, I'm not interested. That would be in. weird. So let's hope it wasn't. But let's we'll all agree see. Jeff Lewis is a terrible person. Yes. I mean, so is Joe Exotic. <laughs> quite possibly, literally everyone in that show was. I'm struggling to think of anybody who wasn't. Uh, <laughs> well, the campaign I mean, manager didn't seem awful. No. But he did make the decision to be the campaign manager for that yeah. person. 
Um, yeah. But he, I guess he wouldn't be awful. He just maybe had support judgment. And Carol's current husband doesn't seem awful. He just seems like he's got weird interests, and that's fine. You know, you don't you don't have to explain your interests to me, but. I'm actually maybe concerned for that man. I don't know. That's an in- <laughs> that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> so maybe uh, the next nerd news or update episode, if there are new episodes of Tiger King that were not just made by Jeff, maybe we'll talk about those. But for this one, we have a pretty big list of movie release dates that have been changed due to the current circumstance because as – the three and a half people that actually listen to this podcast know uh both of us are (laughs) very into movies and i will say this is like i I jokingly said going to the movies was like 80 percent of my personality so i didn't know who i was anymore but it is i guess it was just like a routine thing for me so it's been really weird to not be able to go and some of the things that we're going to go over that have uh date changes are a little as a fan are a little difficult for me to deal with honestly like it sucks I will just say that it sucks but the silver lining is that some of these do in fact have solid new release dates and um some of them are actually not that far away in the grand scheme of things no I it was actually my new year's resolution which I normally don't make them but I did make a resolution that I was going to get back into going to see movies at the movie theater because I kind of fell out of it after I got out of grad school. And it's one of my favorite things. And I was doing great. Like, I'd already gone to a couple this year. I was thinking about, like, getting a Regal Pass. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to be here a lot. I'm half a mile from the movie theater. So I was like, as soon as it gets nice outside, I'm going to walk <laughs> to the <laughs> I'm movies. I'm going to walk to that movie theater. Yes. And then, and now I'm inside. <laughs> so that, yeah, I'm very sad about it. Uh, it's not forever though. And a lot of these movies do have new dates and it mostly just means the fall is going to be insane. out of control. Yeah. 2021 is going to be out of control. Yeah. 2021 is, is our year friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone just, just take a pause this year. Just we'll hang get on. it next year in all yeah. aspects. <laughs> We'll, we'll try again next year. <laughs> oh, before we get into movies, I do want to talk about something that I'm very excited about that came out the day we're recording this that did not get uh, delayed again. And Woo! it is the Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is downloaded on my PlayStation. Woo! And it I'm didn't get postponed. Excited. I was waiting for it to get postponed again. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, the first postponement, not the first, but... This game has been like a Kingdom Hearts game where I started to doubt it would ever come out. And now it's there. And it looks beautiful. I haven't played it yet. But I shelled over some money this morning. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I just got an Amber Alert and it scared the crap out of me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, I guess at least the Amber Alert's working because you noticed it. So I'm glad my phone was on vibrate because that noise makes me... (laughs) It, is, it puts me in a state for like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, of like panic. Yes. Um well, hopefully hopefully the Amber Alert in Colorado turns out okay. 
Oh, Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. Um, I haven't downloaded that yet, but that makes me want to figure out where I can watch Advent Children. Oh, I still have that DVD. When I cleaned out our DVDs when we moved, I put, I we got rid of a lot, and then I put a lot in those like cases, mm-hmm. and took them because I had them all in their individual cases, and I consolidated them. But I kept Advent Children in its own little case because it As felt right. You should. <laughs> classic, classic film. I'm probably gonna watch it. It's so good. Why is it so good? Why is it so good? <laughs> I don't know. Oh well. While we are figuring out how Natalie can also watch Advent Children, let's talk about some moved release dates so we can all start planning our movie calendar for later in the year so the first one that moved is one of my most anticipated this year and that's wonder woman 1984 it's supposed to come out in june it's now coming out on august 14th so not too far of a move yeah that one's not too bad it's just a little jump just a little one Mm -hmm. um still excited (laughs) Mm -hmm. very much so uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out in July, I think, and it might have a concrete date that I didn't write down in our notes, but it is now moved to summer 2021. Which is a bummer, but it at least has, even if not a solid date, a time frame. Um, because the unfortunate thing is these ones that were maybe in that window of actually we would have been okay to leave them there, like these July, August ones originally, Now they're going to move because they don't want to compete with the theater run of Wonder Woman and, you know, stuff like that. And the production companies don't want certain movies they have competing with each other and all of that. So, um, unfortunately, that one's a whole whole year. Yeah, that one's a whole year. Don't even know what July is going to be like for movies, if everything's hopefully normal then. The next one was... Ryan's most anticipated and movie Kevin's for probably like the past since the last James Bond came out. Yeah. That was supposed to come out like now in April. Yep. Cuz we were going to go for Kevin's birthday. It moved to November November 2020. I want to say it's like the 14th or something like that. Yeah. I think it's approaching Thanksgiving. I saw someone mention that apparently that's actually the time frame James Bond movies traditionally come out anyway. Oh, James Bond and Turkey. Yeah, and so this was, I guess, <laughs> off schedule anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be the big blockbuster that kicked off the summer season. Now yeah. it can just kick off the holiday season. You know, we do what we gotta do. Uh, the next one is Uncharted, which has Tom Holland in it, which I I like Tom Holland, but I'm still struggling to see him as the main character in uncharted just because i thought that character was like 45 yeah (laughs) but anyway it got moved to next march march 2021 yeah or no it it actually got moved to october 2021 oh moved from march 2021 to october 2021 because they had to stop filming yeah right so they weren't done with that one quite yet I feel like that one's never going to come out either. I don't know why. It's just starting I just to feel like they've way. been filming it forever. Uh, the next one is Black Widow, which was supposed to come out in May. It was moved to November 6th. Still this year, but I kind of feel like 
I don't know. That movie's been pushed back so much already, too. Yeah. And I, I still stand by that movie should have come out in 2015. Yes. <laughs> A Quiet Place 2 has been moved and it is unknown. Currently, when that one will come out, I bet they're probably waiting to see where all the, the big, big releases land. And then try and get... Not that this one isn't big. I'm sure it'll be very popular. It'll get a lot of money. But I don't know. You don't want to release that at the same time as like James Bond. Yeah. And there's a couple other big horror movies that have been moved that I'm sure they don't want to be alongside. So. Right. Uh, The next one is F9, which, holy cow, how are we at nine? Yes. And I just have to say, I thought we were going to stop with nine because I had read that Vin Diesel had this like Star Wars thing going on where he had like these trilogies of movies and nine was going to be the last one. But then when I saw this new release date of April 2021, it said that April 2021 was the original release date for Fast and Furious 10. So I don't know what we're doing. I think I stopped at like four. I've seen I've seen more than that. And I mean, the later ones are fun. Like, you know, it's fun. But Kevin and I were talking about this the other day because the I know they only have one way to go. And that's more ridiculous. That's the only thing you can do at this point. But they just really lost a lot of that like charm and yeah, unpolished touch that the very first one had because the very first one was great. That is a yeah, great movie. That's an awesome it's movie. cheesy. It's wonderful. I love it. But they just, they've lost some of that. But I mean, like in the first one, they had, you know, they had cars they put a ton of money into and stuff. But they were more approachable. And now they're like launching Ferraris out of yeah. Sky like Rises in, in Dubai. It's a superhero movie and it just doesn't feel quite right to me. Yeah. And that's not to say like I dislike anyone in the movie. I mean, I I love Dwayne Johnson. I love Vin Diesel. I love, you know, it's great. I did, in fact, cry at the one where they had the Paul Walker send off because, dude, I did not expect you to do the nice little Paul Walker yeah. took the exit in his car <laughs> kind of thing. That's but, the only part of that movie I've seen. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was very nicely done and you know, they can be a good mindless entertainment time. But anyway, there's my rant about what the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise has lost over the course of nine movies. But if it's your thing, next April, <laughs> it's going to be out. <laughs> and this is the only one I know of, at least, that has a July of this year date. And it is Mulan. Just moved a couple months. And now it's coming out July 24th. And I honestly feel like I don't know if that's going to happen. Like that. Know. It kind of feels like yeah. it might be pushing it, but I I was hoping maybe they would just give in and put Mulan on Disney Plus, but I have the feeling they really want to do the premiere and movie theater run in China because that's a lot of money. Yeah. So, that's probably why. You know what still came out today? What? Trolls. Because I've seen a million ads for it, and I am not the audience for these ads, but I know <laughs> they were releasing it today digitally or something. Oh, so you can get it on like Amazon or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, if that's your thing and you didn't know, you know, whenever in the week we post this after we recorded it, apparently Trolls is, is live. You can check yes. it out. 
if you love trolls uh please go also support it on yes. amazon i guess yeah probably amazon <laughs> probably amazon <laughs> so mulan will be our only one at this point in july this year um the next couple are those horror movies that we mentioned earlier spiral which i have seen a trailer for i actually didn't know this was a thing that was happening um and then i saw the trailer and was like what on earth is this this is so bizarre i think i have to watch it it is a new movie in the saw franchise being directed produced and starred in by chris rock and it you just said a lot of words that don't <laughs> go together in my head. Samuel Jackson is in it? Like, it's... To cuss at me? <laughs> I don't know. And the, the, trailer is, the trailer is fascinating um, because it goes through, you know, it's got the jigsaw laugh in it and, and all that. And at the end, Chris Rock is clearly chained in, like, a room, like, from the first one. And he picks up a little saw, like, he's going to have to saw his leg off or whatever. So I don't know what's going on with that, but it is so bizarre that I'm intrigued. Unfortunately, the current release date is just postponed. So unsure when that is going to be coming. Yeah. It feels like the horror movies kind of have to like sit down with each other. Yeah. And, and work like, it out. figure out what they want to do. Yeah. There's October, right? It's usually a little peak in horror movies. And then there's also in recent years, February. Yes, and October this year, the next Halloween movie is coming out, which I'm sure no one yeah. wants to Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to compete with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one that was a big deal that's coming out this year is uh, Jordan Peele's remake of Candyman. Which I have seen trailers for, and I saw them, and my first thought was, damn it, Jordan Peele, I have not gotten the guts to watch Us yet. And you keep making trailers and movies that are interesting and good. But and I now haven't you're... watched Us yet. And now you're already moving on. And now you're going to make me watch Candyman. Dang it. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I know a lot of people from our generation, I have I have seen Candyman. It's been a very long time. Um, but a lot of people from our generation are pretty scarred by that movie. <laughs> um, this one does have a date. It's September 25th, which is right after my birthday. So... Maybe this will be a happy birthday to you. Maybe this will be a birthday movie <laughs> for me. Um, uh, it chapter two or chapter one. One of those came out around my birthday too. Um, maybe both. Maybe they both did. It but. was chapter one because I was there in September. Yeah, and we saw year. it together. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that one. It is nice that it does have a an actual date. The Disney version of Artemis Fowl. Um, pulled its theatrical release all together and put it on disney plus um i don't think it's there yet i'm not sure what the date is when it's going to post but um that is an interesting point that we'll bring up on a second part of this podcast in a little bit but it's just interesting to see what movies have ended up going to a streaming platform and what the value is of a movie theater experience and a movie theater run especially when Mm -hmm streaming based movies can win awards now and everything and should be able to because there's wonderful stuff out there um so this is going to be i'm not sure how big of a movie artemis fowl was going to be for disney anyway but i apparently they didn't think very big because they just put it on disney plus yeah it's interesting to look at what disney movies are just moving dates and like artists artemis fowl is just moving to their streaming service like it kind of 
it's just it's all completely theory where i'm like you didn't expect you didn't have a lot of faith in artemis fowl did you yeah to make you like bank yeah that seems that's kind of what i thought too um the next disney movie on this list is jungle cruise starring Dwayne the rock johnson is now coming out next july july 30th 2021 um we did already have trailers for that and everything which i just will say again i greatly appreciate that they got out of the way in the trailer that yes the backside of water joke is in this movie so now you know (laughs) so we didn't we didn't have to go into the movie being like are they gonna do it yes of course they're gonna do it um but you just won't get to see that until next july so i'm excited for this movie to come out and everyone to confuse it with jumanji 3 yes because because it's it's dwayne johnson in the jungle and it starts with a j and he's wearing khakis and he's wearing khakis (laughs) (laughs) so you know we'll we'll see how much confusion happens there because i bet it'll be a lot um the last three we have on here are honestly like this these kind of bum me out they really do for different reasons antlers which when i saw this it said disney um postpones antlers and i was like disney what the heck and (laughs) then i remembered it was because they own 20th century fox antlers which we talked about as one of my most anticipated movies of the year it's a uh guillermo del toro movie um set in rural oregon clearly about a windigo i was like pumped for this movie Mm -hmm. it has no current date it is just postponed um that i hope i hope i hope this thing gets a release date because i mean even if they just put it on amazon i want to see it i really hope there's not going to be these movies that just now never happen um because that would be so unfortunate but i think there there will be cases of that happening sadly and i hope antlers is not one of those so we will see and then the last two on here are movies I am actually convinced I'm never going to see. Yeah, I think these are both a myth. I think I they're th- just an elaborate social yes. experiment. The first one was Woman in the Window, which we have talked about repeatedly on this podcast because we both loved the book. We're excited for the movie version because it has Amy Adams. It has been postponed multiple times. One was for reshoots, which could be, I mean, that could be a good or a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing, but sometimes it does. Um, And so now it was supposed to come out that why I'm very convinced, concerned. How do we use words anymore? Um, Why (laughs) I am very concerned about this one is its current release date was October. So it seems Mm -hmm. like there really wasn't a reason to postpone this one. And they did. So I don't know that I'm ever going to get to see this movie. And that's sad. I thought it moved from October to May. Like it, it was reverse. It went oh, from May to October. At first it was May of this year. Mm-hmm. And it moved to October, October 2020. Yep. And now it's moved into the black hole. Yep. And now it's moved into the abyss. And the last one, um, I'm partially convinced this movie is the reason we are having a pandemic because <laughs> this is the this is the little movie that cannot. This is not the movie that can. This is the little the little train that cannot. New Mutants, <laughs> the movie that has been postponed. I feel like this movie's been getting postponed since I was like 15 years old. I don't I don't know what has gone on with this movie. We 
the fact that we actually saw a trailer for it a few months ago was mind-blowing because I was already convinced this movie wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, um, what's her name? Maisie Williams is going to be like 35 by the time by the this, time this comes, comes out. out. Yes. And it currently is just listed as postponed. No date. I honestly, truly feel like the studio and everyone involved with it might just be like, screw it. Yeah. At this point. I think because I honestly feel like the most we can hope for this one is a Disney Plus release. Yep. I think that would be the best case scenario at this point because, because this movie clearly, is... I feel like when Disney got... Well, no, they've had Marvel before they started making this, but I think they were kind of like reluctant about it. This yeah. is all a theory that I'm just making up on the spot right now. Yeah. And they're like, eh, whatever, to show it to us. And then they saw it and were like, ugh. And then... And then... <laughs> And then did reshoots, uh, postponed it, postponed it, and then pandemic. And they're going to be like, you know what? Bob, whatever his face is, Bob 2 is going to be like, mm, Bob Chep- Chepek? No. No, I don't, I don't like think so. it. I don't like. Bob does not like. Bob, Bob says 2 no. does not like. <laughs> so I really, it was like a trailer finally came out for this movie and the universe was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. We can't have that. No, I gotta that's get, not happening. I gotta throw something else out so this movie does not happen. <laughs> so I was like, I hate this movie so much. I know. Here's a pandemic that you have not seen since 1918. <laughs> yes. So I will say, if this movie comes out on Disney Plus or movie theaters or whatever, I will go see the damn thing. I will yes, watch it. I will watch it. I will do it. If it's terrible, we can talk about it then. But by God, I will. I will give this film my money at this point if it comes out yeah i feel like so, it is gonna be disney plus eventually which is yes the modern version of straight to video yes but with a little bit of i guess a little bit extra level of cool maybe direct to video sounds worse now or something but that really isn't fair to say because like the goofy movie was direct to video and it's and one like, of the greatest movies of all time yeah but that is a good segue into our next portion of this um, to do a quick little review of Pixar's Onward, which did get a very brief theater run. Um, I actually saw it in a movie theater. I saw it when some of the social distancing measures had started, but the movie theaters were still open. Um, it was a really odd experience because they would only sell tickets in little two seat spots and then the two seats had to be empty next to it and then there could be two more and that kind of thing so they were only selling half of the seats in the theater and I think we saw that and then it was the next day that it was like "Eh, no more you know we're done with that and the theaters closed all together so Disney did put onward on Disney plus you can watch it now if you haven't yet they also put frozen 2 even though frozen 2 had already done its theater run it might have trickled a little bit more out but it wasn't going to be on disney plus till later this year and they put it on now um but this is kind of an interesting experiment in um putting a big major release on disney plus before it even was in the theaters for like a month yeah i think it got about two weeks and then it was on the amazon cinema that several movies did like mm-hmm. that were in the movie theaters currently like uh birds of prey was one the invisible man and you could buy them on amazon cinema 
for like yeah. 20 bucks for like what you would have probably paid for two tickets at the movie theater yeah and then they, after a few weeks they moved onward to disney plus which is where yes. i watched it um, so we have both watched it now. It's the first of two Pixar movies that come out this year. The other one, I haven't seen anything about Soul being moved. Um, it's June, right? I it was July. Oh, it was July. Mm. So I haven't seen anything about that one being moved. Um, I might have to double check that. But um, for Onward, we thought it would be fun to give a quick little review. Because overall, I think it was it was a pretty solid Pixar film. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Going into it, it I had a vague idea. Because you know how sometimes with Pixar movies in particular, you're like, I know exactly what this is about. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then you get ones like, well, this isn't Pixar, but Zootopia. Where I'm like, I have no idea what this is going to be about. And then I go into it and it's really great. And yes. has a little bit of adult themes. Not in like bad adult themes, but like complex things like zootopia was about racism <laughs> yeah and it had a breaking bad reference in it yes uh but onward i was like okay i know this is about they're they try to bring their dad back to life for a day so they can hang out with him and he's just legs so i mean yes. i guess a little bit more i knew a little bit more about it than some other pixar disney movies and i knew it would get me in the gut but it was a little bit for other reasons that i didn't expect mm-hmm. like i would i knew there would be something in there about you know fatherhood yeah and what it means to be a father what it means to have a father i knew that was going to happen i knew they were probably not going to be able to spend time with their dad like as soon as i didn't know the 24-hour thing until i was watching the movie and then i was like oh they're not going to get it and it's going to be like two seconds yeah that was pretty clear that they were not going to get to spend the full day with their dad and they probably weren't going to get to spend any time with him um but before i go farther into this as always not a spoiler free podcast so we're gonna spoil the ending of onward right now but (laughs) (laughs) um the as someone who just recently got into dungeons and dragons i adored this movie i loved it i mean you don't have to be into dungeons and dragons to like it but it definitely added a whole other level you know just with um barley the older brother being a a game master for the game that he was playing and just super into going on a quest and being able to use all these skills that he built doing that game like actually in real life because his dad actually did get into magic before he passed away and set up a way for his sons to be able to spend 24 hours with him again after he died from um I think it was they were saying it was like cancer like he got sick yeah he got sick yeah and so he had this plan but of course things don't go right and they just managed to bring back just his legs so they go on the adventure to try to find the piece of the staff that they need to do the spell again to get him fully back um and there was some nice circularity in the plot of Mm -hmm. where the missing piece actually ended up being. And it was right across the street from their school, not out in the middle of (laughs) a big field, you know, with all of that stuff. Um, Even though that's where they went earlier, it was actually right at home. They, you do find out that the younger brother was not born when his, his dad passed away, but Barley was, and he was a little kid and understandably 
seeing your dad hooked up to a lot of machines in the hospital is terrifying. And he did not go say goodbye when he had the chance to because he was too scared. And so the definitely the huge cry moment of the movie is when they're being attacked by this dragon and someone's got to fend off the dragon. So the spell has time to work so you can get your two seconds that you've got left with your dad and the younger brother lets Barley know that he should take it and he should go say goodbye. Um, so the younger brother never gets to meet his dad. He just gets to see him from a distance. And I just, I really loved that Barley did get to say goodbye, but that he also used his like two minutes to ask his dad what his wizard name was. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was very sweet. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. And it, I liked the, the sibling aspect of it, of course, because of you and me and him realizing that his brother was kind of the father figure that he'd been looking for the whole time. And it really did have some really funny things in it, too. Like, when they get to the end, knowing that they're going to have to fight this big monster dragon, and it it builds itself out of out their of the school, school. Yeah. and it uses the goofy dragon mascot painting as its face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan was very tickled by when... Um, Barley uses his van Guinevere to block the road <laughs> yes. and puts in that tape that says Valhalla on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It just sends the van off. Yeah. Yes. That was pretty great. And it was, it was cool to like follow the story along as like a puzzle, you know, that they were trying to solve and the little quest they were on. It was just, it was fun. Um, I mean, there's a reason things like Dungeons and Dragons have always been popular and have had a resurgence lately because people love stuff like that. Um, I did really love the, um, what was she called? Not a minotaur. The Montecor. Montecor. I loved that her, she's got to be like a million years old at this point. And she used to have, you know, her like castle or whatever. And now it's like a pizza joint <laughs> yeah, for like, like families. <laughs> and, and she's still there and... Um, yeah, she was just a great character in general. So altogether, comparing it as a movie by itself, but also comparing it to Pixar's library, I gave it an 8 out of 10 with a cry factor of 5 because the one moment is a pretty good scene, but it is not the cry factor of Up or Coco. Oh um, man, Coco. But I was thinking about that Yeah, when I, was, when I saw your little cry factor thing. Because Coco wrecked my life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it destroyed as, my life. As soon as it started that movie and then you find out his grandma's name is Coco, I was like, oh boy. This is where we're going. I didn't get that from the trailer, you know? And um, Yeah, I thought Coco was the dog <laughs> from the trailers. Yeah. And, you know, on the lower end of like a one out of ten would be like Cars, <laughs> which yeah. is like not really a cry Pixar movie. But um, Inside Out, Up. Coco are up there on the 10 and so yeah those onward, are 10 to 10 yeah onward I put at a five yeah I would agree cry. I put the cry factor at a five I gave it a seven out of 10 uh one thing I really liked about it that when I think about it I don't think I've seen too much in Disney Pixar movies is the side quest that their mom went on with the Montecor yeah because I don't I can't uh, just thinking about it, I can't think of too many movies, Disney Pixar movies, where the mom, who's a very good mom, and she is mostly just your average middle-aged woman, 
gets to go on this she got to go on her own really great quest mm-hmm. at the same time and she was alive in a disney yes. movie <laughs> First I, had of all. A, I had a wild thought near the end of that. I was like, oh my God, their mom's going to die. Like this dragon's going to yeah. kill her. Very glad. Like that. that's a little too dark. Yes. No, she <laughs> I don't just know got why to, I thought it, but. <laughs> she just got to be badass. And I also love that her boyfriend, who was like the chief of police or whatever, um, was kind of trying to wrangle the kids in that way of like well, you're stressing your mom out and i don't want you to be doing that you know that kind of thing but he's like trying to assert his authority and the mom was just like i gotta go save the kids like <laughs> calm yeah. down you know and just kind of put him in his place a little bit too so yeah she was a good character a, he wasn't a bad person no no he was just kind of like a he was well, a roadblock yes and he was that was his role in the story but Overall, it was a, a really good movie. I think it has a lot of rewatch potential. Yeah. Apart from the story, I do have to say, like, the animation of it was, like, watching a... You know those videos you watch of, like, very satisfying things? Uh-huh. It felt like watching one of those to me. Like, somehow... Something about how it was animated and what the textures mm-hmm. looked like was very satisfying. Yeah, it did and have just, very like, good textures. Moved. Yeah, and very good color palette. Like, it was just... It was clearly a pixar movie but like it's unique from other pixar movies i would say because it's almost like you can tell a pixar movie by its animation but mm-hmm. at the same time wally looks very different from inside out inside yeah. out looks very different from onward you know yeah and that's then, like, very Coco's different, different style too yeah so overall definitely recommend it if you have not seen it yet Yes, if you don't have Disney Plus, I'm sure you can still get it on Amazon. Make a hard right turn to Supernatural, Woo! episode 103, called Dead in the Water, which, going into it, I should have thought for a second, this is going to have things in it that I do not like, because <laughs> I don't like water I can't see in, yep. I can't see the bottom in, I don't like lakes, I refuse to go in lakes even if i could see the bottom of it i i'm not going in a lake like ever in my life i mean there's bacteria in there at best like yeah you know jason Voorhees at worst so and also uh what i was not expecting was the little boy from the grudge to show up which i've talked about yes. on this podcast before the grudge i watched it i was probably like 13 was awful for me like it still bothers me Yes, it does me too. And I know some people who are really into horror movies, like Nicole would honestly probably say The Grudge is a pretty cheesy movie. I know. And I'm I will, sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I will also say I've only seen the American version. I'm sure the Japanese version is a thousand times better and more terrifying, but there are some very specific things from that movie that freaked me out. One of them being, I think it might be the second Grudge movie, but a scene in a photo development room that is in the dark, which is the red light, and the guy turns around at one point and can see just this lady's eyes and the top part of her head sitting in one of the photo development fluid buckets. Lo and behold, Supernatural decided we're going to revisit that nightmare later on in this episode. Yes. At first, when this episode started, uh, they were still kind of talking about finding their dad. I think at one point they say... I. Or Dean says, I know where, we know, you know where he is. Like, we know where he is. I, does that, did that happen or did I make that up? 
Or he might have said, like, we're going to find them or find him. Like, you know we're going to find him. But he was basically, Sam wants to, like, at the beginning of this episode, get to this, finding his dad. Like, he doesn't want to do all this. He doesn't want to do the side quests. And Dean is like, we're going to do the side quests because we might get valuable information. (laughs) Sam wants to finish this game at about 60% and just go through the main storyline. Yes. And Dean is over here, like, picking up every little gem. Yes. As Dean is a Dean is a completionist. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Sam just wants to find their dad. He wants to find out what killed Jessica. Oh, no. They end up in Wisconsin. <laughs> they go all the way from Colorado to Wisconsin. Problem one. To figure out why so many people keep drowning in this lake and no one can ever find their body. Yes. And the episode actually opens with the most recent uh drowning where this nice young girl who lives with her dad and brother decides to go out for a swim in the lake which already seemed terrifying and while watching this i was like is this an svu episode like what is (laughs) happening because she goes out and swims in the lake and there's like creepy shots of that looks like someone looking at her from the bushes or something like it's just so weird she clearly can tell something is off and keeps swimming farther out in the lake anyway. And then something grabs her and pulls her down. And there she goes. And she's gone forever. Yes. They bury an empty casket because they do the little thing where you search through the lake with sound. What do they call it? I don't know. They search the lake. There is no body. So they're like, well, she drowned. Yep. Just like everybody else. <laughs> but somehow the body went somewhere. I don't know. So Dean and Sam decide to investigate this. Um... Dean continues to be that dude I knew he was and be creepy to the waitress at the place they're at. And Sam is like not into it. And Dean tells him, you know, we're allowed to have fun. And I'm like, dude, it hasn't even been like a week since his girlfriend died. I need you to like yeah. calm down. <laughs> calm down just a smidge. So they decide to keep their usual shtick of pretending to be some sort of government official that's not the FBI. But in this case, they're, they pretend to be they're- fish and game. Yeah, and people believe him. Yes, and go talk to the sheriff. Or was he the sheriff? I think he was. And whatever was going on with the lighting in this episode, I really went back and forth between, like, does this guy have gray hair or does he have frosted blonde tips? I was so confused because he's like a 50-year-old man. But it's a small town in Wisconsin. And it was 2005. (laughs) It was 2005. So they talk to the sheriff. They learn that they did, in fact, search the lake. They found no bodies. He, the sheriff makes a comment that, oh, well, as you know, pretty soon this won't be a problem anymore because of the dam. And Dean was like, the dam? <laughs> you know, starts to give away that they're probably not fishing game. At which point the sheriff's daughter and her son show up. And uh, Dean clearly likes the daughter because, of course, he does. And he decides <laughs> to ask who the little boy what the little boy's name is and the kid like all i could hear was that megan trainer in my song nate wow (laughs) the pandemic has taken away my ability to speak all i could hear was that megan trainer song in my head that was like my name is no (laughs) because that's exactly like what he did it was just leave my sign is no (laughs) yeah (laughs) my number is no (laughs) yeah that was exactly what that kid did so they learn that his name is Lucas, and he lost his dad 
um, which I don't know if they if they figured out. No, they don't figure it out then. But later mm-hmm. on, they do figure out that Lucas's dad, this nice lady's husband, was one of the people that drowned in the lake and just disappeared. Right. A few months ago. Yes. A few months ago. They ask nice lady to show them a hotel they can stay at for the night. It's like two blocks away, but Dean being Dean asks if she can walk them there. And um, as she's leaving, she gives him the, uh, it. she says something along the lines of like that his ability, his direction abilities must be terrible because this was only two blocks away and something about his lack of an ability to come up with a decent pickup line. Yeah, because he said something like, kids are great. Yeah. Or, kids are the best. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam is like, name three children you even know. which was a great line (laughs) yes so while they're at the hotel you know learn a little bit more about these drownings and are kind of leaning toward well this sounds like you know like Loch Ness Monster or something which Which for a while I thought it was and I was hyped I know I was like oh this is cool (laughs) this is cool but then they decide they now that they discover the story about Lucas and his dad being one of the people that disappeared, they decide they need to go try to talk to Lucas, who has not spoken in months. So they go and talk to Lucas at the park. Sam sits down. I can't even remember her name. What was the lady's name? Oh my god. I remember. She was like, I mean, she's obviously a side character for this show, but I really thought, I I got her categorized in my brain as the capable widow because she was such <laughs> a uh, like western stereotype of the capable she widow. Was. So that's how I, that's just how she was in my brain. So I honestly can't remember her name. My brain wants to call her Jane. I know that's not right. Anyway, Sam sits with her. Lucas is drawing in the middle of the playground, as you do. And Dean is just like, I'm going to go get this kid to tell me all about his PTSD. Yes. That no one has treated, it seems like. (laughs) He was like, hey, kid. I mean, I I too saw a demon when I was little. I too have had a sad (laughs) <laughs> i too have had a set <laughs> let me draw you some stick figures <laughs> but it works because lucas brings him a drawing of a house which is a better drawing than i will ever do in my entire life yes and he did it in like three minutes yes it has a red bicycle in the front uh we've already seen if you look at his like stack of pictures there's a red bicycle there so it's, you're already like the red bike is something and then I think it was after that we switched back to the father and son from the beginning. Yes. And at this point, I just have a note in my notes that says, is this Stephen King's it now? Is Pennywise in the lake? Because he, I I don't remember exactly what gave me that thought, but I think it was the fact it started when the sink started backing up with all this water from the lake and i was like okay this is clearly not the Loch Ness monster because i put can nessie eat you through a drain i mean at that point i was still hoping it was so i wrote no nessie don't come out of the sink <laughs> yes and this this sink fills up with black disgusting water and mr man's first response is to stick his hand in the sink and pull the plug out yeah. because that's what you do and i said i have a note again that is this the grudge <laughs> Because this is like, like the grudge. And uh, he pulls it out and nothing drains. So he sticks his hand down in there again and something grabs him and pulls his face in the water and drowns him in the sink. Yeah. And I didn't think that guy's kids would both die in a week, but they did. 
Yes. And it was at this point that I was like, okay, I don't think this is Nessie because this seems to be something that's vengeful and targeting, not just like, oh, I was hungry and you were here, so I ate you. Yes. At this point, I changed my theory to it's a red bike riding around in the lake killing people. Yeah. It seemed like a solid theory to me. <laughs> it was solid. And this was also <laughs> at this point when Dean and Sam, you know, discussed the fact that he drowned in the the sink and one of them says it can get to anyone and it was just like so dramatic and I was like it can get to anyone (laughs) um so I just have that as a note in here but they decided to go talk to this poor man who has lost both of his children now Mm -hmm. and I have a note here that was like this man is hanging on by a thread have some compassion because they're like trying to talk to him and it is just he obviously doesn't want to talk to them and ask them to leave. And then at this point, I'm I'm curious what this note is. Because at some point he must have, this must have been when Lucas got him another drawing. Because I have this note that says, I feel like this is SVU again. Like this dude is a child predator. It, it kind of felt like that. Yes. I mean, the guy, was, he was kind of weird. Obviously, I mean, both of his kids had just died. So that would make anyone weird. And then he gets in his boat. And drives off into the lake, and then not Nessie just like freaking explodes the boat. <laughs> yes, which right here I wrote shit, dude. And then I said, check it out, he's just taking a slow cruise, and then like <laughs> exploded. Um, so now he is also gone, and it was also about this point in the episode that I also wrote a note that said, my house is being haunted while I'm watching this. And it was because doors were randomly closing in here. Things were falling off the wall. It was really scary. So it just added to, <laughs> to the atmosphere. And this was the point where they did get a, they did get another drawing from um, Lucas because they went to this lady's house. Yes. She had a son named Peter who died 35 years ago. Yes. And lo and behold, seems to know our friend Bill who just lost both of his children or seemed to have known Bill. Yes. And she makes the same comment that Bill did, that losing your child was worse than death. Like, they both said that exact same line. So Sam and Dean are like, this has something to do with Peter. Yes. And after Bill is, I guess, uh, exploded in the lake, this is also the point when the sheriff starts to realize Sam and Dean are not who they say they are and asks them to GTFO. Yes, took him long enough. He told a lot of shit to people he thought were fish and wildlife. Yeah, for no which, reason. Which is a great, respectable job, but I don't think that gives you access to inf- like any information at the sheriff's office. But that's okay. That's no. how uh, the sheriff deputies were in the last episode, too. Like, they'll yes. tell you everything. They're just kind of bumbling along. Dean, knowing... They can't just leave because something is really up with Lucas and Capable Widow. So we go back to Capable Widow, who is now having a bath and being... Why are people in horror movies in baths always super weird? Why are they always like, ew? Like, they are. So weirdly and I, sensual. I've had fears of taking a bath for years, and I was just starting to get over it. I know that sounds silly, but the past couple years, I've started like, every once in a while, I'll take a bath because... My best friend gave me bath bombs. And I'd be like, okay, this is fine. I'm not scared of the bath anymore. And then this started and I was like, hell, this lady's going to die in the bath. And I will say that bath was incredibly full 
Yes. And if she had turned off the water, the scary water would not have come out. Yeah, she could have solved this problem. It didn't start coming out until it was like almost spilling over the side and she was like flailing yes around and then lo and behold it pulls her under yes which at this point again i wrote this is the grudge yes <laughs> and then i also wrote danny torrance is over here having a panic attack because <laughs> lucas was basically danny torrance at this point because he was giving them information through pictures about places he hadn't been but they were places that would have information for them and he was clearly having visions of some sort and they knew they reference that this kind of thing can happen with demons and and that kind of thing because it's always a demon. Um, in this case, I actually I guess it technically wasn't a demon, but that's where they went. And so at this point, Sam and Dean get in the house at exactly the right moment, find Danny Torrance beating on the bathroom door, get in the bathroom and pull the capable widow out of the bathtub, even though there's water spilling all over the place now. I was also like does the if the water's everywhere now why can't it get them does the water like need the drain to be able to get you but this is before i knew there was actually hands involved in this i thought it was just the water <laughs> and while talking to capable widow they show her some pictures that have peter and our friend bill in them and ask her if she recognizes them back from when they were boy scouts and she says no but that's my dad right there oh ho ho Oh, looks ho, ho. like dad was involved in something with bill and with this kid peter who seems to have died involving the lake in a violent way um which again i wrote is this an svu episode it, it really did feel like one yes and i think after this um how do they find that bike I only watched this like two days ago and I already forgot. <laughs> so they go, Lucas takes them out there. They go out to sea and Lucas points out the spot in the ground they need to dig. Mm. And so they dig up Peter's bike. And Which conveniently, Pe- it's been 35 years, but it was just like barely covered in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, the, the burial thing was not well done there. Um, and now the sheriff shows up and now he is pissed. And he's like, how did you know that was there? How? And they're realizing this man and Bill must have killed Peter. And the the timeline was like really weird for me because they were clearly supposed to be like older kids. But it was 35 years ago. And I was like, but this dude has an adult daughter with a kid. So isn't he like 55? So wouldn't he have been like 20 when he killed this kid? I was like really confused about the timeline because they made it sound like oh we were just stupid kids but really he and bill were just bullies getting their due yes they were because <laughs> essentially Moral of the story don't be a bully yes essentially what he said was that he and bill used to pick on peter and he said oh we didn't mean to it just got rough and we held his head underwater too long and i was like sir you are a psychopath and you always have been there is not a it just got rough like holding someone's head underwater at all for half a second there's some intention there man (laughs) yes you are a psychopath so it's become clear that they drowned peter and they just let his body flow out into the lake buried his bike and he's just been missing and peter has decided to kill everyone important to these two men until he gets to them to make them suffer like his mom suffered 
from yeah. him missing. Um, so he is essentially a water wraith, which is kind of what is in the grudge a little bit. Yes. There is there is actually some similarities there. And then at this point, Lucas, you know, being Danny Torrance, walks out to the edge of the lake and a cool zombie arm comes and pulls him in there. And then and then the worst moment of this entire episode happens. Yes. Called the little boy from the grudge. Peeks out of the freaking lake. Yes, with just and his I eyes was, and the I top was of not his head. Prepared. <laughs> yes. That was that was exactly that photo room scene from the grudge and it was horrible. So now the sheriff, while Dean and Sam are swimming around in the lake trying to find a little boy, pull him back up. The sheriff wades out there and basically is like, no, Peter, take me. He's just a little boy. Leave him and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Peter obliges and is like, all right, come here, stupid, and, and drags him down. And then, of course, our man Dean gets to swim down and find the little Lucas in the lake and bring him up to safety. Yes, but the show does pull a, mo- a little thing, a little trick for a moment where Dean's all sad. And Sam's like, we can't save everyone. And I'm like, wait, did Lucas and his grandfather both die? Yeah. And of course, at that point, they turn around and here comes Lucas with his little plate of baked goods or sandwiches or whatever he made. Yes. And, and he's talking again and not Jane. Yes. Basically says, you saved my son. I don't give a shit about my dad dying. I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm and fine. I put capable widow in caps here too because this was such the capable widow because now that the they've saved the city, the nice widow is sending them off with fiddles and drink to their next adventure. And a little kiss. Like, is Dean yes. going to get a kiss at the end of every episode? I mean, probably. That's what he does. And he asked how she was holding up. Sam asked her while Dean takes Lucas to the, helps him take the sandwiches to the car. And she says, I'm holding up. And I was like, holding up, bitch, you're going to need therapy forever. Yeah, I wrote, so you two are going to move, right? <laughs> yeah, like, get out of here. I also put, I appreciate how the sheriff just got dragged down in the water and Bill got blown the fuck up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Clearly, Bill was the ringleader and yes. the sheriff was his his little, uh, his lackey. not munchkin, his lackey, yeah. Yes, and so ends this episode and Sam and Dean are off to new pastures yeah i don't think it told us this time where they're going i did look because creepy little boy in the grudge i just googled lists of like scariest supernatural episodes i didn't read descriptions of the episodes i just read the titles Mm -hmm. and a couple of them had pictures but apparently there are two or three coming up in season one that were on this list season five is titled bloody mary Oh, shoot. I might have to skip. No, I can't. I can watch it first and then tell you. Yeah. I don't don't know if I can. There is also apparently a a clown episode coming up. Well, I can handle that one. Yeah, we can. We can do that. Is that clown episode coincide with the season that was out around when like the killer clown thing happened like 2014 ish? Do you remember that? I don't know. I do remember that. Um, In real life? <laughs> so this one, because there, there's actually, there's 22 episodes in season one, which is pretty incredible. Season or Episode five is Bloody Mary, which we know. Also on that list was 
episode six, which is called Skin and involves a skinwalker. So we are getting one of those. Okay. Um, and those no. are not Wendigos. Those are different. No, skinwalkers are a little bit different. Um, Number seven, episode seven on here, the title is Hookman. And I wonder if that's the, the urban legend about the hearing the scratching on your car and there's just a hook on the door handle or whatever. That would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be a fun one. There is an episode, 10 is called Asylum. Can probably give a guess there. And the other one that I saw was episode 16 is called The Benders. And it is about a cannibal redneck family. You know, that's a surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, that's a pretty common theme. The redneck cannibal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which Resident Evil is that? Oh, uh, well, that Resident Evil 7 was basically that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. You know, that's, that's all of that. That's kind of, well, they're not cannibals, but that's kind of House of a Thousand Corpses, you know all that so and anyway there's definitely several episodes coming up in this season alone that we need to watch during the day so (laughs) fun i'm still hoping for a slender man episode at some point i know it's not gonna happen now it'd be a much later Mm -hmm. season that would be fun there is also it's a later season but i did see one episode title on that list that was the girl inside the wall or something and i was like ew It sounds gross. <laughs> anyway, that was Supernatural episode 103. So we've got nothing but time. So I'm sure there's yeah. more Supernatural episodes to come. And there's, I looked at like the total and there's like, honest to God, like 600 episodes. Oh, I didn't look because I didn't want to know. Yeah. Because I don't want to watch all of them. It's just my like type A brain's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Which right now, we're only committing to season one, you know, and, and getting through that. So we've got 19 more episodes here. Yeah. We might do some more supernatural focus episodes for a while. And then when nerd news comes back yeah. and things are happening and movies are out, we'll have more other things to talk about. Yeah. We might have to do for future seasons, we might have to do like an episode per half season or something like that. And, like, talk about it that way. Because there's just so much content. But I'm having fun with it. I'll keep watching it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a little hokey, but that's that's the charm. That's the fun. Yeah. So if you have seen Supernatural before and are a fan, we'd love to know what your favorite episodes or scariest episodes that, in your opinion, that are coming up that we should know about. We would love to know that. If you're just starting this show at the same time, too, in your quarantine, we'd love to know what you think about the the first three episodes too yeah or if there's any other shows we should watch after this season one of supernatural yeah but that is everything for this episode so hopefully the one good thing coming out of this social distancing is that we'll actually be a little bit more regular with the post (laughs) in the meantime we'll talk to you all in the next one bye nerds bye nerds Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creepy on Yummy Sounds. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at NerdAscended. You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.